Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, before we get started today, I want to share with you a quick announcement. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of this episode because I am going to be sharing more information with you about Uncommon Teen Live, our two-day conference for Christian teen girls. You are not going to want to miss this. All right, ladies, we have a special guest this week, Kathy Gibbons. Kathy is the host of the Filter It Through a Brain Cell podcast. And let me tell you, this podcast is awesome. If you want another podcast to listen to, this is one to listen to. Kathy, we are so excited to have you on the Uncommon Team podcast this week. Thank you so much, Jamie. I'm super excited to be here. I love that you talk to teen girls. I have a teenage daughter myself. My daughter's 15, about to be 16. So you have an audience that's very near and dear to my heart. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited to have Kathy here because, oh my goodness, I have been listening to her podcast for several months and it is, it's absolutely helped me. And so I'm excited for you all to meet her. So, but before we get started... I always like to ask my guests questions so that these girls can get to know you a little bit better. So first one is tell me something fun about yourself that not very many people know. Okay. So this is always my go-to party trick. So I am a missionary kid. My parents have been missionaries my whole life. And so that meant now my dad was a trainer. So we always lived here in the United States, but we got to travel a lot to some really, really remote places of the earth. I have lived for months at a time on the side of riverbanks, <laughs> literally bathing and washing our clothes in crocodile infested rivers. And so I always tell people that, you know, I got to do some really cool things. One of which was I got to meet a cannibal, a real living cannibal. And that was in Papua New Guinea in this jungle tribe. They don't practice it anymore, but when he was younger, he did. And so that was just a really cool thing. It was a really cool way to grow up. That sounds very intriguing. Like you, you didn't have a boring childhood at all. No, I mean, there were some parts that were boring, but no, otherwise we did not. <laughs> I don't know. Bathing with crocodiles. I'm thinking there's probably not much that you're afraid of. I think back, I think there's things like that, that are a whole lot easier to do when you're young. Cause when I was young, I just was fearless. But now that I'm older and I'm a mom, I'm like, what were my parents thinking <laughs> taking us to these places? So it's kind of funny. My perspective is a little bit different, but no, as a teen, I was like, this is great. What a, what, a, what an adventure, right? It was a cool adventure. That is so awesome. I so love that. All right. So next question, what is your favorite song to worship to right now? Right now it is the goodness of God. I love that song. I'm not sure why it speaks to me so much right now, but that would be my go-to on repeat at the moment. I love it. So out of like the last six people that I have interviewed, 
five of them have said the goodness of God. Okay. So it's not just me. Maybe there's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. God is using that song to touch a lot of people. It's a really, really good song. All right. So what is your favorite verse or verse that you're really going back to a lot right now? Ephesians 2, 6, if I remember correctly, that that's the reference. It's about being seated in the heavenly places in Christ. We're seated with God in Christ. And I love the whole book of Ephesians. I'll never forget after high school, I went to a Bible college and we took a whole class on Ephesians. And one of the things that they had us do was to go through and circle every time we see the phrase in him or in Christ. And there's a bunch of them. I I don't remember how many I counted at the time, but there's a whole bunch of them. And the thing that I love about Ephesians is that God is telling us who we are, right? I think we have such an identity crisis right now in our society. People don't know who they are. And the world is trying to shout all kinds of different answers to this question. Who are you? But we already have the answer. God told us you are all of these things and you are all of these things because you're in Christ. This is your identity. This is how you operate out of it. But to think that right now we are see like I'm here in my office, I'm looking out, there's our neighbors have horses, right? So I'm seeing this here where I'm at, but spiritually I'm in heaven seated with Christ. And I think that's amazing. I think it's incredible. And I don't totally can't say that I understand it, but I think it's amazing. So I would have to say, I don't know if I can throw a book in there, but all of Ephesians or at least Ephesians chapters one and two would be for sure my favorites. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such good books. I always tell these girls, I'm like, if you want a good place to start reading the Bible, I'd say either the book of John or the book of Ephesians. (laughs) Like those are the two best places to start if you want a place to start because Oh my goodness. Yeah. The identity piece is huge in the book of Ephesians. And and we don't have to strive for this. We don't have to fight for this. We don't have to work for it. Jesus did the work for us. We just have it. We just live in it. It's it's, I think it's awesome. So that's great. I love it that that's what you're telling me. Yes. All right. So last question. Oh, actually, I don't, it's not really even a question. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. The way that I got started with the podcast was I'm a mom, right? I'm a homeschool mom. And my daughter was in seventh grade the year that the pandemic started, right? Everybody flashback to that year, 2019, 2020 school year. We homeschool, but we still meet together once a week. And one of the books that they read That second semester when everything shut down, right? It's like our whole country shut down and all the craziness started to happen. One of the books that they read was called The Fallacy Detective. And The Fallacy Detective is a book that just is kind of an introduction. It introduces you to something called logical fallacies. And don't worry, if if this is the first time you're hearing this, I will tell you what that means. So (laughs) hold on, everybody. Don't, Don't check out on me here. But logical fallacies are simply... Errors in thinking. It happens when somebody makes a mistake in the way that they're thinking. That's it. That's all it means. And so what was so cool is these 12 and 13 year olds, they picked it up super fast because they enjoyed it. It was fun, right? It's fun to learn about these logical fallacies, but they were so good at it is what was crazy. And so they were calling us out. They were calling me out. They were calling their parents out, you know, so they were enjoying it and having fun with it. But the thing that I started to notice when I compared these kids who had had just a little introduction into good thinking and how to think, as I watched how they went through that whole year of all the shutdowns, of all the internet fact checkers, of all the mandates and the COVID restrictions, and then the presidential election, of course, was that year, because why not just make the year even crazier? (laughs) 
they went through that year so much differently than their peers that didn't have this training. Their mental health was better. Their emotional stability was better. They were able to see when somebody was saying something and they realized it wasn't true. They were able to call it out and say, well, that's not true because of this. And it was like, as I was watching them, I thought, man, it's almost like the ability to be able to think well about the things that they're seeing has given them kind of a superpower. It's, it is a little bit of a superpower. It's like a protective bubble <laughs> around themselves and around their minds because they're able to discern what's true and what's not true and to say, this is not true because of this. And this is true because of this. And it just makes me realize that, you know, God's not joking when he says to dwell on things that are, whatever things are true, whatsoever things are good. When we do those things and when we can have that discernment, it protects our mind. It protects our heart. It protects our soul. And so I thought, oh my goodness, this generation, just like you, I have a heart for this generation. I'm like, they're growing up in a crazy world. And it just seems like it's getting crazier by the minute, but we're not without hope. All we have to do is we have to learn a few simple skills of how to think well, how to think about the things that we're hearing and how to recognize, are they true or are they not true? Why or why not? And that simple skill, it is truly like a superpower. And you'll be able to recognize when people are lying, when they're trying to manipulate you, you're going to be able to recognize what's true and what's not. And I thought, okay, I have to share this message because there, there's a whole history, but they're not teaching it in schools. I went to a great school. I went to a private Christian school. I didn't get taught this stuff in school, right? And there's a whole reason for why we're not taught it in school. So I thought, let me just start a podcast. We'll make them super short episodes. I'll try to keep it fun. People can listen as they're driving back and forth to soccer practice and whatnot. And so that is where the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast was born. And I'm super excited to be able to share this message and hopefully equip this next generation to be able to stand in truth and to be able to know what's true what's not true, why it's not true. And when they communicate to be able to speak truth in love, but to be able to speak truth as well. Yeah. So good. And I mean, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Like we are not taught how to think. I went to a public school. I was not taught how to think. And I always talk to my kids about this. It, you know, I was taught what to think. And I think this, this generation we're taught what to think this is right. This is wrong, but Really, is it lining up with the word of God? Is it really truth? Or are we just taught what to think because everybody else is thinking that way? But if their thinking is wrong, if it's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Propaganda. If it's some kind of, yeah, if it's some kind of narrative or messaging, it could be popular, but that doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. And a lot of what I've also seen among this generation is manipulation. It is such a huge thing among teens today. You may be wondering, okay, so what does thinking have to do with the Uncommon Teen Podcast? I mean, I'm telling you, it is absolutely vital to everything that we do. Learning how to think correctly is so, so vital. I love what you said about the whole manipulation piece, because I have a whole series in my podcast where I talk about, it's called a mini manipulation series, where I talk about the different techniques and things that people do to try to manipulate us. Advertisements do this. Oh my gosh. I don't know what, <laughs> you know, when you and I were growing up, we had the teen magazines, right? That we would go through and they would have the little quizzes and the ads and stuff like that. And so often I look at those and I'm like, everything about them from the way that they're worded, the verbiage of them is all designed to do a couple things. It's designed to manipulate us, but the way it does it is it's designed to invoke an emotion. It's designed to make us feel shame, to make us feel less than, to make us feel angry, to make us feel sad. That's called an appeal 
to emotion. It is a tactic. It's a technique. They know that right now, well, I'll just give you guys this. I'll give you the two biggest enemies to critical thinking that are happening in our society right now. Number one is emotionalism. And that's what I'm getting at is emotionalism. Our society right now, for whatever reason, has elevated emotions and our emotions to such a level that it's almost like our emotions and how you feel has become the most important thing about you. And that's not true, right? Like we talked about with Ephesians, the most important thing about us is what God says about us and who he says we are and how he says we're to live. But society says, no, it's all about your emotions. And you should feel this way, or you should feel that way, or you should, however you feel, you should just run with that. And if it changes tomorrow, run with that, right? And we are all over the place. Talk about being blown and tossed by the wind when our emotions are elevated to where that's our God and that's what we follow and that's what we obey. It's a setup for a lot of heartache, but it's also a setup to be used by other people because all they have to do, oh, okay, so today we're going to make them angry. Oh, tomorrow we're going to make them sad. The next day we're going to make them feel this because guess what they're going to do? They're going to come in and say, well, I have the answer to this. I can help you not feel shame anymore. And I can help you not feel sad anymore. And of course, what they're doling out is something that benefits them and not us. And so we have to be founded. We have to be able to recognize the tactics. So that's number one, emotionalism. The second enemy to critical thinking is relativism. And I'll define that for you guys. In our world today, it's all about relativism. It means the truth is relative, right? So Jamie, you can have your truth and I can have my truth. And those two things can be polar opposite, but we're just going to pretend that they're both true. Now that violates one of the three laws of logic, which says something can't be both true and false at the same time, right? If I had an apple right here, this apple cannot be both an apple and an orange at the same time. And this is what they're telling us in society is that, so Jamie, it's okay for you to believe that there's a God that might be true for you, but my truth is that there is no God. And so I can live however I want. Okay. Well, logically that doesn't even make sense. It's not even a real thing. It's impossible. And so when we can have just a few basic skills to be able to look at this, we can say, okay, well, relativism doesn't work. So what's the deeper issue here? These two things cannot both exist. And what it does is it gives you a way to look at the world through lenses of truth. We're all looking at the world. We all have glasses on, right? We're all looking at the world a certain way. It's called our worldview. But is that worldview true? And how do we know that it's true? And good thinking is one of the ways that we can do this. You've heard the verse, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. How do we love God with our mind? What does that mean, right? Okay, we can read the scriptures, but what does that mean? One of the ways we can do this is just to think well and to think with truth. How do we think with truth? Well, we have to be able to identify truth. And so to me, that's what good thinking does. It helps us identify truth, identify falsehood, so that we can choose to walk in, to walk in the truth. That is so good. You mentioned, well, both of those things, emotionalism and relativism. And those things are, I mean, that's this whole culture. They're so confused and they're so broken and they're so, they're hurting so bad. And it's like, we don't know the answers. We can't find the answers. And like, you know, we may, you know, like everybody should be happy, follow your heart. Well, the Bible talks about like, (laughs) your heart is deceitful above all things. Like it's, you know, our heart tells us one thing and it's not the truth. And it's so all up and down. I can tell you like one day I'll be like, this is awesome. This is great. And the next day I'll be like, what am I doing? <laughs> and it's like, if I follow my feelings, 
that's one wild roller coaster and I want to get off of it. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. You know, and it's not that our feelings are bad, like, right. God gave them to us. He designed us this way, but they make terrible masters, <laughs> right? Our feelings are there to give us information about what might be going on on the inside about something that has happened to us. But man, we have to bring that under control of Christ in our lives because it does not work to be led by it. Kathy, thank you so much for this information. Ladies, this is only part one of a two-part series. Next week, she's going to go into more details on how we can know if what we're thinking is really the truth. Now, you're not going to want to miss this because it is life-changing. Now, repeat after me, and I want you to really mean it with all of your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I told you we were going to do a couple quick announcements. First of all, before I get to the conference, I want to share a little bit more about the summer Bible study. So we're going to meet once a week on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time throughout the months of June and July. We're going to walk through what the Bible says about identity. When we understand who it is that God says that we are, it gets rid of insecurities. It helps us to be confident in who it is that God called us to be. It helps us to stand bold and to be brave and to be the leader that God has called us to be in this generation that is broken and dark and hurting. Ladies, God has called you to be a difference maker. No matter what your personality is, you can be an introvert and you can be on the quieter side, but you can still be a leader. I would love for you to be a part of this Bible study. All you have to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app, click on the tab that says Summer Bible Study, and join us there. All right. So now, <laughs> Uncommon Teen Live, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this conference. As we're like putting all the details together and all the messages together, and as I'm talking with the ladies who are going to be a big part of this conference, oh my goodness, I see how God is going to do amazing things. If you can get to Nashville, October 6th and 7th, I want to invite you to come now, our early bird pricing is going on right now. So if you want to get the best price for your tickets, now is the time to hop in. Right now, the tickets cost $39. When our early bird pricing is over, those tickets are going up to $59 a ticket. So get in now. Don't be late. In this conference, we're going to be talking about the hard issues, the things that you're walking through. We're going to be talking about relationships and friendships. We're going to be talking about how do you navigate this world that is so backwards from the way that God says for us to live? How do we stand strong against the culture, but still reach the people with compassion. Ladies, I am telling you, this is going to be life changing. And this is going to be interactive. You're going to get to meet the other girls in the room who are just like you. They're walking through some challenging things, but they're overcoming with God. They're stepping into who it is that God created them to be. And you're going to walk away from this conference with some of your newest best friends. All you have to do to get registered for tickets and to learn more about the conference is go to the Uncommenting app, click on the tab that says Uncommenting Live, and you can get registered there. Or you can go to UncommentingLive.com. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, 
they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.